is now a good time to talk about how I steal from people I don't like? <laughs> you want to talk about that now? <laughs> because I started to tell the story and you said, wait, shut up. We got to put this on the podcast. Right. So. Oh, I forgot. All do you want to talk it. about it now? Absolutely. Okay. So the sweatpants I'm currently wearing, I stole them. <gasps> from that's why they're it's the only um merch i own that's branded from the college i attended because i am not proud of the fact that i went to this university but sweatpants stolen because they're really nice really comfortable and i, I had a friend who it, uh, like my best friend in college who after i left college and like left that college town we had a really big falling out and it was really really bad it was really nasty and I got, like, I was unpacking everything after college and realized I still had these sweatpants. I was like, well, they're mine now. I'm not sending these back. Are you kidding me? These are mine now. And I stole a belt from a roommate of mine I did not like right as I was moving. And by roommate, I mean in college. Right. Stole a belt from her because I didn't like her and I wanted the belt. And so I stole it. Um, stole these sweatpants. I There's someone I work with who I don't like. And every time I have to go to... The place where he sets everything up. If you catch my drift, um, I steal office supplies from him because I think he <laughs> sucks, and I steal things from him. Just um, one pencil, and you're just like, yeah. And also, hang Got on one second. Day. I have an addition to this. Hang on. This is an object lesson now. Hang on. What is happening? Is that mine? <laughs> I will destroy you. I was gonna say. I was wondering where that was. Are you joking? Ah. Oh. Dang it, Amanda. Sorry. Uh, this is why I never give these out to anyone. <laughs> For the listeners at home, she stole a drink koozie from me. And I love uh, my favorite sports teams. And it's just what I just, I'm not saying that I have to steal. But what I am saying is that when someone gets on my nerves, I'm like, what if there's, can I just. I gave you alcohol and to. you stole my koozie. Okay. First of all, that's not what happened. You left that at my apartment when we oh, went to the pool one time, but sounds, I did not use it. That sounds way more believable, yeah. You used it yeah, and left right. it there. I recant my rage. And then I thought, well, my friend, Mr. Eli. Mr. Will you stop that? No. If you put that. Who lives at the Dude Palace. It is not. I own my house. <laughs> He's a straight white man. That, and eventually. Okay. Well, that's true. He will do me dirty. So I'm just gonna hold on to this. And have I? In prep Do you really want to go there? Do you want to go there on this podcast? I'm just kidding. I, I thought like I'll hold on to it because eventually I'm gonna get to the point where Eli is annoying enough that I'm gonna steal from him. But now that so we're you, on the topic, now I have to give it back, and I'll steal something else whenever you do me do me dirty. You're just like gonna steal Otis or something? No, I wouldn't steal Otis. That means something to you. I don't steal things that are meaningful. That means something to me. I mean, but you could replace it. Go to a next one of those sports games, and you can get a replacement. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Heck yeah. H yeah. Uh, my name is Amanda. I am your host every single week. And holy heck, by the way, very, very grateful for all the people listening. Um, my, you know, my stats are climbing. The number of listeners and the number of listens, just like people re-listening to stuff is, 
I'm telling you, man, it really does a number on my God complex. It makes me feel so good <laughs> to be like, yes, I'm almost there. I'm almost at whatever fake achievement I've made for myself. Whatever number will make The you only person who's holding good. me accountable is myself. I'm like, yes, this is the best for me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, my name is Amanda. I'm your host every single week. I'm here once again. The first repeat guest, except for Audrey, who did the first two. But I guess it doesn't really count. But the very first repeat guest... Mr. Eli. Mr. Eli. Very exciting. Hey, Mr. Eli <laughs> is my father. Dang. No, he's not. No, he's not. I was about to say, your dad's name's not Eli. My dad's name is Steve. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before. <laughs> my dad's name is Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. We're off, to a, we're off to a fantastic start already. <laughs> I am honored, though, to be here. Um, on on your wonderful podcast i have to admit that i went and listened to our previous episode and i just giggled like an idiot through the entire we're, thing we're really funny yeah i yeah but also no one is gonna think that we are funnier than we think we are yeah and that's okay I think. <laughs> which is great it I works really well for me yeah i'm my harshest critic and if i'm <laughs> and my biggest fan also i am my yeah. hugest fan yeah, yeah exactly so if i'm doing right by me then there you go and there you go no one hates me or loves me more than myself at any given moment absolutely i am i am both of those things however you think you feel you got nothing you got nothing on me (laughs) (laughs) we both excuse me we both also very had very stressful days so this podcast is going to be a loose one because we are just decompressing from stressful days that are respective jobs we're like already off the tracks yeah well yeah well how many glasses of wine have you had King? i have had one. Oh, dang i've had like a sip yeah <laughs> so this will be interesting i'm excited mr eli are you are you so we've since you've been on here before we already know your history with the arts we already know your history with dance moms right. which I loved hearing you say, oh, that's this girl who does this thing, right? And I was like, yes. And putting all the pieces together, yeah. it made me feel really good. I don't know why I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, so we were like in between our last recording and, and me arriving today. Mm-hmm. Which is, it, a minute. it's been a minute. Right, it's several weeks. Yeah. I, it clicked for me that, oh shoot, what's her name? Maddie. Maddie. Mm-hmm. Is the girl from the Sia music video, yes, like the chandelier. chandelier, and chandelier and whatever um, Shia LaBeouf was in. Why was he there? Elastic Hearts. That's no. Yes, I don't know. I don't know the song. That doesn't sound right. But you're probably right. Yeah, Elastic Heart. Okay. Either way, but yeah. I like, and I remember seeing that music video a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Google it really and, quick and going, <laughs> wow, that that kid is awesome. Mm-hmm. She's really good. And then that was the last thought that I ever had about that. I like the song chandelier. I think it's very good. That song is epic. Right. And I was okay. That dance is good. Boom. And then I moved on with my life and here we are mm-hmm. in 2022. Mm-hmm. And I made that connection. <laughs> I felt great. It was it like, is it was elastic those- heart. Kiss my butt. It is elastic heart. No, I said you're probably right. Well, after I'm I definitely heard, right. After I heard my own dumb face go, <laughs> I don't know about that or whatever I said, I was like, wait a second. You overcorrected and you're yeah. like, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I heard it come out of my face and now we're moving on. But that was a great moment yeah. of like, it was a great like resolution, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I felt, I felt 
complete in that moment. I love that for you. It was really nice. Dang, I love that for you. Also, the weekly reminder that if you can hear my cat in the background, I'm sorry, but also I'm not because she's way too cute for me to tell her to stop doing whatever she's doing. Currently, she's eating dinner. It is that seven thirty. Loud. Yeah, she crunching. (laughs) She is crunching. That's my tea. Can you go turn that off? I'm kind of plugged in over here. Yeah. You can just vamp for a second. Okay. While Eli's gone and he can't hear me because he's not wearing headphones like I am. Um, if I see anybody thirsting after Eli in the comments anymore, I will find you. And anymore. I will kill you. Has this happened no before? thirsting. No. Just want to make you feel good. Oh. It can now. That's a rarity. But people not thirsting after you is a rarity. Is that no, what you just said? You in my home? Oh, that's that is rude. <laughs> I'm I am kidding. very funny. I make you feel good because I'm funny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Your gift is your humor. Well, what the highest compliment I ever paid you was last week when I said, sometimes I think you make me funnier. And you said, that's still about you. And I said, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, your point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the highest God. compliment I can give you is that you make me funnier. I, all right. I'll That's can, it. That's I'll all you got. It. I'll accept it. <laughs> okay. Do you want to get started on the content of this episode, King? I mean, I feel like we ought to. Yeah. Let's do it, dog. Okay. So let's jump into the pyramid of the, the world at large. What do you have for the bottom level of this pyramid? The bottom level is something a little bit uh, silly, I suppose. But if you know, you know. Having food especially popcorn stuck anywhere in your teeth or anywhere in your mouth is it it ruins yeah i've had popcorn ruin my day before i yeah. love popcorn mm-hmm. saltier and butterier that's a word sure pretend it's it is word. now pull your there microphone you go, right? a little bit closer to you yeah. good enough. that's fine my mouth is literally touching it that's okay that's why like that's why there's a cover on it well that's that's fair all right, so having popcorn stuck in your teeth is a nightmare. Yeah. I know that's kind of a first world problem thing, but in terms of first world problems, that's but a it's, bad one. It's also like like different sensory things like that. Like I have a thing where like if the seam of my sock is wrapping around my foot and is sliding under my pinky toe, yep. I have to stop. What, sometimes even if it's driving, pull over and fix the sock. Yep. I can and same thing with popcorn in the teeth. Yep. I cannot go on until this problem is fixed. Yeah. Sensory, like, uh-uh, no, I'm, no. Yeah. Nothing. If my thing is, like, if I'm on an airplane or something, like someplace where I can't stretch my legs out, and then I kind of have that Dang. random thought, yeah. like, oh, I kind of wish I could stretch my legs out right now, that will become Dang. a parasite, and it will <clears throat> eat at me until I lose my mind. It yeah. goes from... I kind of wish I could stretch my legs out to my God, get me off this plane. I'm going to have scoliosis by the time we deplane. It's a (laughs) matter of seconds. It it happens immediately. I'm like, I need to stand up. I need to stand up. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I completely understand. That's a real, that is real. That is very real. Yeah. Um, my bottom of the pyramid thing this week, this happened to me specifically this week Mm. is being ghosted. Oof. I don't understand how we are still here. Do you know what I mean? It is 2022. Right. I don't. And I'm not talking about like not feeling the vibe on an app and just not talking. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm, what I am talking about is that this person, this dude on an app 
we were messaging, we were hitting it off. And I, I don't go out on dates very often because it is just very stressful to me. Yeah. Dates are terrible. And I don't, I don't like meeting new people. (laughs) I, yeah. (laughs) You know what? Like I'm kind of chill with the people I have already. I know everyone I need to know for the rest of my life. And I'm perfectly content. Never meeting a new person. Yeah. I'm just like down to, you know what I mean? I don't know. So, so I was, you know, on the apps doing whatever. And I matched with a guy who was like, I'm not going to talk about appearance because appearance doesn't matter. But he asked me out. He was like, what? Like, these are the days and times that work for me. What's the plan? And I was like, all right, King, let's do it. All right. And. That's better than most will do. Exactly. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe this is like worth pursuing if my man is out here like trying to make plans. So I was like, all right, bet. And so I named a place. I named a time. I named a thing for us to do. And he was like, great. And. And. He was like telling me how pretty I am and they did it, whatever. So there was a lot of that like flirty conversation happening already. Yeah, for sure. So I go to sleep that night under the assumption that I have a date Friday night. Okay. I wake up and he has unmatched with me on the app. Oof. Are you kidding me? That's what? That is a hard ghost like that you know what i mean like he and i will also say this he asked me for my phone number and i told him i said i don't give out my phone number to people i have not met in real life that's fair that is not i'm not because especially with men and women you know what i mean like a man can do a lot of damage with a woman's phone number so i'm gonna pass on that and i we didn't follow each other on any socials because i don't do any of that until after because who knows i don't know this person yeah absolutely And I don't know if that was part of it or whatever the deal was, but he asked me for my phone number. I told him what the boundary was. And he said, oh, that's understandable. Went to sleep, woke up unmatched. Brutal. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's rough. Dang. It's just honestly an L for like the male community at large because it's another person who doesn't get to meet me, which is like (laughs) kind of more of a bummer for him. You know what I mean? Oh, God, I got to tell you, I was like in a pretty serious place there for a second. And you just just yanked me right out of it. Oh, that I was, mean, you caught me off. Guard. But, but was... also at the same time, I, w- I was very frustrated because he yeah, is sure. like a grown adult and I am, too. And it's not even like I'm not even saying that if he like if he wasn't feeling it anymore, or if he got nervous, that's fine. I get that. But I. I am of the opinion that I would rather you reject me than ghost me. So I would rather you, you know. Yeah. I'd rather you tell me like, you know, I just got out of a serious relationship and so I'm not feeling it. Or I would even rather him tell me that he's not a, like attracted to me and be like, just kidding. I was doing this as a prank. LOL. I would much rather have that than just like the nothingness of a ghost. You know what I mean? I, do I don't know, know that that's not happened to you before because you're one of my more attractive friends, but Oh, go on. No, I've I would really on, rather been, not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been, uh, I've definitely had people do that. Literally that exact scenario where like, I thought we had plans and then I checked like the next day or, or the day of or whatever. And we Gone. were no longer matched. Like, man. Just me. And because I don't go on dates very often. Oh, I and Never so I was like, dates. okay, like I can do this. I'm going to talk myself back into it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. And like, I am better now at like 
small talk with people I don't really like. You know, I've acquired that adult skill of like how to talk some BS with somebody that you do not like. Especially that's your job. Exactly. And so I thought like, well, this one will be better. It'll be easier than like the other dates I've been on because I have that skill, but I didn't even get a chance to like flex my skills or how cute I am because he ghosted me. Brutal. That's the bottom (laughs) of the pyramid for me. I'm pissed and I don't care who knows it. I am peeved. I think you have a right to be. Yeah, I think. I absolutely have the right to be. Are you kidding me? That's so stupid. Yeah. Even though this really is just like, yeah, you know, I just kind of move on or whatever. There's it's also the like principle you can of still, the thing. right, and you can My still day. be upset at like a lack of courtesy, even though like in the long run this might not like you're not going to remember this dude, you know. But yeah, that still is crappy. Yeah. Like like uh, sometime that someone walks through, even just like something even as minor as like someone walks through a door ahead of you and doesn't hold it for you. <gasps> It's like like enemies for life. You, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Have a little bit of courtesy. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to cut this out of the episode, but because it doesn't matter, but also I'm going to drink. We were not he was not as cute as I am either. That sucks, man. And so I was like, "Brother, I'm out here doing charity work, and you have the nerve to go with me." <laughs> okay. Keep that in if it makes you spit your wine. Oh, God. I, for real, like 90% almost <laughs> lost it. I mean, come on, brother. Like, I'm trying to help help out Doing the less fortunate. Work. Oh, my God. For Man, legal reasons, that is a joke. on all cylinders a, today, it huh? It is so Jeez. dumb. It's so dumb. dumb. Like, to go somebody, you have to assume that, like, you are, like... I don't even know how to say this, that you are above someone getting a reason about why you disappeared. Okay. Like that person is so beneath me that I don't even have to give them a reason. I can just peace out. Maybe. Yeah, when, like, maybe. Or they just... Nobody is is on that level because that's just rude. Right. And or... also, you don't even have the looks to like warrant that kind of behavior. So Dang. pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I think, yeah, I wonder if it is like a fear of even committing to something as minor as that. Because, like, just, like, quote-unquote Netflix and chill. Just go hang out, get Dang. a pizza and some beer at someone's place. Like, yeah. that is lower pressure than, like, I have to tuck my shirt in or something and well, go was, to a place that we is We were literally going to go to a wine bar. Like, a place where all you do is get a glass of wine. That was it. The commitment was a single glass of wine. That was That's it. true. It's so frustrating. That <sighs> is bottom of the pyramid. Getting ghosted. Yeah, is, I told especially you. Especially like that. That's... I hurt my feelings. No, you're great. He sucks. I know. Um, What's for the, (laughs) what's for the middle of the pyramid? Uh, Let me check my notes. Okay. So this is a little bit of a weird thing. And a lot of people might have to Google what this is, Mm -hmm. but no, the pyramid is ska music. The genre of (laughs) ska music. And what made me think, what made me stop. I can't, I can't talk. I can't look at you. (laughs) So, <laughs> it, <laughs> I. <laughs> you look like the kind of guy who would be indecisive I, no, about no, Scott. No, music. you're hearing me wrong. This is middle, and I'll tell you why. You stop okay, that. Come Don't on. you put come that on. evil on me. <laughs> so, the middle, I can't talk now. So, the middle of the pyramid is ska music. And here, because it's it's like not good. Right. I, let it's me get that terrible. out of the open. But it's not like. <laughs> It's not like a horrible. It 
how do I say this? Can I it's, can I guess what you're gonna say? Yes, it's good in theory, but bad in practice. Actually, no. Dang. I, was, I would say like <laughs> the Dang. opposite of that. I think like the execution, like the the talent of musicians mm-hmm. in ska, is pretty I'm not good. Laughing. A lot of them are like pretty solid at what they do. The concoction and the tempo and everything of all I, the like yes. it's it's like rock but it's too fast to be certain kinds of rock and there's like a trumpet for some reason yes. and everything it's just very strange it's a weird and there's always like one drum that's only on the and beats yes it's not even on one and three which yes. is also a yes. sin it's the on the hat. and no, and you're, you're right. like why yeah. is this not even on a beat yeah and yeah it's, <laughs> it's so strange and the reason that i don't hate it totally is a because the musicians are they're fine at it but also it reminds me of a video game I used to play when I was younger Dang. Uh, called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which you may or may not. Yeah, I absolutely have heard of Skate. I absolutely no, have. No, no, no. It's not Skate. No, but it's the Tony Hawk version it's of Skate. It's Tony Hawk's yeah, Pro yeah, Skater. Yeah. yeah. And that whole series had a lot of Scott music in it. So like I got used to hearing it a lot. And so the childhood mims. Right. And yeah. so like that is my positive <laughs> memory or association with Scott music. But it's not good at all. It's funny. It's fu- it's silly. It's <laughs> yeah, like, it is silly. It, I love cheesy '80s music. Mm-hmm. Ska music is like a notch and a half below that. In that, like, I appreciate kind of what it's trying to do, but it's not good. Um, my middle of the pyramid is Trader Joe's. Oh, I'm excited. You get down to hear with the Trader Joe's this. with the TJ. I'm not that white. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it is a sea of Caucasians every time I go. Right. So. I've been in a Trader Joe's, I'm mm-hmm. not kidding you, fewer than three times. Well, but you're not near, where you live is not near a Trader Joe's no, either. So, But there's one that just opened in Redacted City. So the reason Trader Joe's is in the middle is because I really like to shop there and get a sure. lot of things there. I get a lot of wine there. Their wine is really nice. Um, I don't think what we're drinking is from the TJ, but I have gotten wine there before. And it's really good. Um, but I can't get everything I need there. Like I can't go to the Trader Joe's and get Diet Coke. You what? know what I mean? Oh, so Trader it's fr- Joe's it's thinks they're too good for Diet Coke. Well, Trader Coke. Joe's only carries Trader Joe's branded things. Oh, boy. Yes. Okay. So you can only get like the Trader Joe's cola. And I'm I like, I know. Cola. No. There is no substitute. For the rush of a ice cold Coca-Cola, Diet Coca-Cola. That's you know fair. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. There's no substitute. There's just n- it, there just I, isn't. I know it's got a cult-like following. Oh God, what is happening? <laughs> Smacking your microphone. I literally am, yes. Um, it is so good. And so I went there, went to Trader Joe's to get a bunch of stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna see if I can just get everything I need here. Could not get uh, almond milk in a gallon, which is very frustrating. And so I had to go to Kroger. And then I was like, well, I also have to get Diet Coke while I'm here. So it's in the middle because I really like the quality of like all. I've never had something gross from Trader Joe's. Impressive. Ever, it's so good. Oh, my God. Sorry. This wine is making me gassy. Um, But the like they they have like this loaf of focaccia bread. I like focaccia that is, bread. Oh, my God. It was so good. And everything that they have is so tasty. But, however, I cannot have all of my needs met by a Trader Joe. Mm, betrayer, you know what I mean. <laughs> the traitor, traitor Joe's. You were betrayed. I was betrayer Joe's. Yeah. Anyway, that's in the middle. 
I hear you. Do you have something for the top? Oh, I very much do. What you got? So, uh, <laughs> to totally take a swing in the other direction, uh, you're aware, obviously, as are many people, of the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Why? Wait for it. In the hell? Wait for it. Is this at the top? Hold on. Okay. No, the conflict itself is not at the top. That is below the bottom. Okay, great. A disclaimer. The people of Ukraine have have Thousand my full throated support. My yeah, goodness, oh no, totally. what is going on? All jokes aside, very much, yeah. Right. Uh, so the top of the pyramid. I don't know if you saw this, but there was like a Russian battleship near a very small island. I've been hearing about lots of different like Ukrainian efforts or even Russian efforts to go against like the Russian agenda. So right. there's lots of different stories coming. I have not heard. Oh, this one. there's been like, like literally tens of thousands of protesters yeah, it's crazy. in Russia, which is super brave because yeah, they oh my not God. do well with yeah. that. Um, but in particular, so they're also top of the pyramid, but I really want to highlight. You mean bottom? There was no, the protesters, oh, the protesters are at the top. top. Okay. Sorry. I'll um, there were 13 Ukrainian uh, soldiers stationed on a small island, a small piece of land called Snake Island, which mm -hmm. is the, obviously English translation, but they were stationed sure. there. There was a Russian battleship that hailed them and told them, you evacuate now because we're going to take over or we're going to open fire. Dang. And you heard, there's like the recording of this. Mm -hmm. One of the, Ru or I'm sorry, Ukrainian soldiers turned to the other guys and he says, well, this is it. And then he leans into the microphone and tells the Russians to go blank themselves <gasps> and those were his final words wow which is the most like the bravest most ba yeah, totally dude. like oh in the God. in the face of certain death and he still yeah and he still does what's right Dang. and and stands up for himself and, and does it to him and does and delivers one final message Dang. i huge top of the pyramid i love that yeah. Um, my top of the pyramid is the soundtrack to a musical that is on Netflix that was just recently came out called Tick Tick Boom. And it is about it is I'm not gonna cry. I'm, I'm not crying. Oh, I've I've heard the title of this. Okay. That's all I know about it. So it is an autobiographical musical. Do you know what that means? Do you need me to explain that to you? Can you spell it very slowly? No, because I'm really bad at spelling, but I can explain it to you. Okay. Um, so the main character, his name is Jonathan Larson. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Jonathan Larson wrote the musical Rent. Do you know what that is? Yes. Okay. So before Rent and before he won like a Pulitzer Prize and all these things, before that, he was in this kind of like in between space of like not really knowing what he was doing, just living in New York with his friends and not really understanding what's going on, like Sounds what like, he was going to do with his life. It's like every sitcom ever. Mm -hmm. okay. so, but he, in the musical Tick, Tick, Boom, he is talking about the process of writing another musical, not Rent, but another one. Okay. And he talks about how frustrating it is to feel like time is running out. And that's where the title comes from. I like it. Yeah. Is he's like, I always feel like, I feel like I'm always hearing a ticking. And I'm just waiting for the day that everything explodes. And I realize I've wasted my life and nothing's worked out the way I wanted it to. And I'm a failure in all these different things. If anyone is wondering what existential anxiety yes, is like, go it's watch it. Literally that. Go watch it and listen to the soundtrack. Absolutely. Oh, I, that would stress me out. I don't watch it. So he, he's writing this music. He's written a musical. He's sending it out to people. It's not getting picked up. People do not like it. People really, really don't like it. 
and he is dating this girl who gets a job in a different part of the state and so she has to move and so he has to decide if he wants to stay in New York City and try to grind it out or if he wants to move away with Susan who he's in love with and he's trying to decide what to do and he has a song there's a song in the musical called Johnny Can't Decide and he talks about like is ambition worth more or is love worth more like and I can't pick between my ambition uh, and my love it's very difficult I like that and in the process of of writing or of um workshopping the musical he's written he meets a man named Stephen Sondheim do you know who this man is I know the name why he, do I know the name so he wrote musicals he wrote a musical called West Side Story okay I've heard of that yes. i literally i'm not kidding you i was walking through my job yesterday and two co-workers were walking mm -hmm. towards me and i walked towards them yes exactly so that's snapping out that's that um he I'm wrote really cool sweeney todd he wrote todd. into the woods he wrote sunday in the park with george which you may not be aware of um, but he's he was rest in, you know may he rest in peace he he wrote a lot of very successful things no kidding um, and he, and Jonathan Larson in this musical, and I'm in, I'm sure I'm going to get all these facts wrong, but this is the best of my recollection. Um, Jonathan Larson is talking about how he is currently in the musical at the age of 29, and he feels this pressure about like turning 30. And the first musical number is called 3090, and about how it feels like you are past your age of living because you've reached 30, right? It's like that like feeling. I find that incredibly relatable. And, and exactly, and. He says, like, I'm now older than Stephen Sondheim was when he wrote West Side Story. And Stephen Sondheim listens to him play the piano, listens to him sing, listens to his writings, and is like, you know, I think you've got a lot of promise. And if you're really serious about being a musical theater composer, let's have a conversation and let's talk about this. And let's talk about stories that work. Let's talk about composition. Let's, like, let's really, like, talk about this. That's pretty cool. And so the musical is about him meeting Stephen Sondheim and working through things and tick, tick, boom is, is that. And then what happened right next was rent, which is like one of the most successful musicals of all time. I like that. That's kind of meta. Actually. So the, it is very meta and he's ex in the movie version. He's explaining it to you. He's like narrating it too. And the music. Oh my God. It is so good. It's like, I don't, I don't get how people have the same set of words that I do and they are better at explaining a feeling that I'm feeling than I am. Do you know what I mean? I do. You've done that to me literally twice in the past hour. It's so frustrating, but it's great. And it's like such a good soundtrack. And there's, oh my gosh, there's a song in the soundtrack that's about, so at the time, Jonathan Larson was just like working in a diner, just like a regular schmegular job and there's a song called sunday and it's about all the people in the diner eating brunch and it's one of the most beautiful songs i've ever heard in my life and all it is is him just talking about and reflecting on like people come and go people are screaming for their toast people you know who should eat at home but they pay every day on a sunday you know it's and it, that's all it is it's just a song about like the new york person the hustle and bustle yeah but it's such a slow song and it's so beautiful oh. and mm -hmm. like dang and i've been listening to it like all the way through every day this week as i'm going through my quarter life crisis and questioning every single decision i've ever made in my entire adult life and hey. my entire life in general Huzzah. like dang that song that soundtrack is so 
good. And it's also great because at the time Jonathan Larson was writing that musical, he did not know he was going to write Rent. He didn't know he was going to win a Pulitzer Prize. He didn't know any of that. And in my like job transition period of my life, like I know that eventually the plane is going to clear the turbulence of the clouds and I'll get to the sunshine and be like, oh, duh, I forgot the sun was here and everything will be better. Mm -hmm. But I'm not there yet. And so it's nice to have a piece of media from someone who did make it from the time when he didn't know he was going to make it. Because he's not reflecting on, this is what it was like before I wrote Rent. This was his life as it was happening. Right. So he didn't, it's not like... I don't know. It's, it's not, not like hindsight. when someone, yeah, it's not like when someone writes a memoir. Exactly. This was what was happening in his life right now. Uh-huh. And then he went on to be, you know, incredibly successful and incredibly famous. That's very cool. So it's so good. I could talk about it forever. I freaking love musical theater, but not like that. And it is the best. It's the best. All right. Are you ready to talk about the episode? Oh, am I? H. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this episode is called from ballerinas to Showgirls." It's episode nine, season one. Um, we get this great previously on racism in a turban is basically what I remember from last week. Yeah. See, I didn't watch the episode last week, mm-hmm. but we, you and I recorded an episode on a, the one before the one before, which mm-hmm. was all about race yes. and the the amazing, incredible Dr. Holly. Oh, Stan uh, Dr. Holly. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then just in that like eight second preview or, or whatever, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> How are we still doing this? Yeah, yeah what, exactly. I thought I thought that the producers and the editors would like, all right, here's an episode about race, and now we'll go back to no. the usual nonsense. Like, nope, still doing it. Still Great. doing it. Yep. Um, there are no days off for racists. You know what I mean? Every day's a, a racist day if you're a racist. So Abby Lee Miller takes <laughs> no, no days off. off. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. There's she no is, off season. She is at 100% um, all day. Yeah, this week they're in Las Vegas. They have Woo-hoo. two more competitions until national, Nationals. No, that's what Nationals called. in dun, 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 Lake Tahoe, <laughs> which is the least glamorous city I can think of to have a national dance competition. Yeah, aren't they Lake also? Tahoe? Go- yeah. Are you kidding me? Are they also going to california yes they're in vegas in this week they're going to la next week they've been in orlando but nashville's are in lake, lake tahoe. tahoe no shame to any listeners we have in lake tahoe but it's a fine city but not for like how a is it national the, dance how is it the I steady think. escalation from las vegas to la to lake tahoe like it just doesn't make any sense but whatever um they are going to a competition called thunderstruck and abby's like we've never not placed we have to be flawless whatever yes we get to the pyramid oh god vivian she her picture is there she's first she's the the first on the bottom um she like tears abby tears a picture or the page away from her picture she has like a, a like the circle with the slash like the ghostbuster symbol like over her face but i don't know if you clock this it was in glitter was it <laughs> Pink I glitter not. and uh abby is like this girl let her mom get in the way and she said this girl is going to suffer yeah she said that first of all this girl let her mom get in the way she's like seven she's seven she's seven so and then this girl is going to suffer Suffer. even if it even if you mean like it's going to be tougher for her because something happened no no no. you don't say this girl is going going to to suffer. suffer dang 
What? Dang. And then Mackenzie's next because Mackenzie and Vivi were going to be duet partners. And then when Vivi didn't show up, Mackenzie didn't get to dance. So she's kind of there by default. Uh huh. And Mackenzie's like, it's okay. I don't really want to dance. I just want to go to the pool. Yeah. Which <laughs> so Mackenzie, sweet. same dude. Uh, yeah. I had a note actually. Like, why are they, like, in Vegas? Like, it, yeah, it's a dance competition, but it's, it's for borderline toddlers. <laughs> What are they going to do in Vegas? Like, their moms are going to go get drunk because, obviously, it's the dance moms. Duh. Like, what are children supposed to do in Las Vegas? Las I Vegas for children is like... Disney World. Give, no, it's it's like giving a 90... It's a like Chuck E. Cheese. A group of 90-year-olds a bouncy castle. And being like, go for it. Yeah, just here's yeah. what you like, want. What are they They're do like, with that? we don't know what to do with this. Yeah. What is happening? Exactly. So, Mackenzie's like, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. She has no idea what's cool. going on. Yeah. Um, Paige is next on the pyramid and Abby says that Las Vegas is folks city for her because she has long legs and I was feeling a little sweaty I was like that Your eyebrows came up yeah is a lot but that's all we hear about that for now and so whatever she's getting a solo so psyched about that mm-hmm. Nia gets another solo um, and she is third on the pyramid because she placed first at a competition which the math not mathing. Don't yeah. understand how that makes sense, but whatever. Um, and Abby's like, I hope your mom understands now to not question me and oh, that God. you're good enough for me, but not your mom or whatever she says. The way that stupid. The way that Abby talks to the kids about their moms. About their parents Dude. in general is insane and it's mm-hmm. wildly inappropriate. But doing it in front of them Dude. is such like an like a power grab yeah like she's only doing it to show dominance yeah that's there's it. no actual reason no. children do not need to know the interdealings of adults for Mm-mm. like 98 percent of the time no, i hate it and then yeah the way that she talks to the kids is so it's not even passive it's it well it is passive aggressive but it's like it is it's so just crazy. very aggressive yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah um brooke is next and she's hoping that someone from circus Olay. that was what uh, will be at the competition what did she say no she said it correct no she didn't abby said it correct kelly and brooke both said i thought brooke circus said it Olay. Correctly, but kelly didn't no oh I circus Olay. so that's that's what they call in, in her Mexico. defense she's that you're so stupid in her defense <laughs> she is 13 so, yeah whatever she has her mom excuse. does also say it wrong her mom says it's circus Olay. yeah but her mom's in a yeah exactly so anyway so she's hoping that's from someone from circus away will be (laughs) at the competition watching her acro solo and then chloe is at the top and maddie has been removed not because she's in trouble but because abby is saying well uh, you know that y'all always say that the only reason chloe never wins is because of maddie so now's your week to prove me you know to prove that you're right and I'll get rid of Maddie. And now y'all can, you know, Chloe can have her moment to be first because Maddie's not in, in the picture. Yeah. And Chloe's mom says, or she she postulates mm-hmm. that Chloe's only at the top to set her up to fail. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any validity to this? Oh, a thousand percent. I do too. She's right. Yeah. Because the success of Maddie is systemic. Right. Maddie, this has been Maddie has been given preferential treatment for years. Right. So giving Chloe a week to make up for the past four years of preferential treatment 
is not going to work, Abby. Yeah. That's not how that that's not how that privilege works. Privilege accumulates over time. Right. If you give someone you know, the final result of 30 years worth of privilege, it's obviously not going to look the same because they haven't had the other 30 years. So right. w- like that doesn't make sense. What she's saying, she thinks like Abby Abby is just feeding Christie's words back to her mm. and assuming, and she knows that it's not going to work because right. she knows what's been going down. Right. But she thinks that this is going to be the end all be all argument of, well, I gave Chloe a week to be the favorite and it yeah. didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No dip. It wasn't going to work. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You've she, been, are you kidding me? That's so stupid. It's so she, frustrating. She thinks it's like a legit argument. She's like, that's, well, I'm just that's saying re- what you're saying. That's the ridiculous part of it. It's not that she yeah. like knows she's being a jerk. Like she really thinks like she thinks she's doing oh, it. this will for sure convince her, and this mm. is a good way yeah. to do that. Stupid. Like stupid. No, it is not. Yeah. Melissa is really happy that Maddie gets a break. Um Maddie seemed fine with it. Maddie's like, whatever. Uh, she and Maddie's also in the group dance. She just doesn't get a solo. So it's not She's not eliminated. It's not from like competing. she Yeah, it's not like she was just like sitting in her hotel room the whole time. Right. She doesn't get a solo to compete against Chloe's solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the group routine, the concept is a play on Sin City because they're in Las Vegas. Yeah, not. Okay, first of all, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if anyone has ever done a show or a performance or anything about Sins when they go to Las Vegas. Does this seem like an original concept to you? I think maybe it's been done once so- or twice. I think that the relationship between sin-themed media in Las Vegas is probably about as original as a cowboy boot in Nashville. That's fair. <laughs> like, I think, you That's know what fair. I'm going to do on my bachelorette party? <laughs> I'm going to go to downtown Nashville, and I'm going to wear cowgirl boots, and I'm going to have a, a thing. A sash. That says, bride to be. Yep. And I'm going to freaking do it to him i'm gonna wear a white tank top and i'm gonna never kill see it, it coming and, the, and we're gonna scream at the top of our lungs and we'll be the only people in the whole world who've ever done this yep heck yeah what an original what an fun original thing to do. totally not ever been done before unique concept go girl give us nothing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're doing we're doing the deadly sins it's yeah. stupid but there's not seven of them, so they can only do five. So it's just a play on a play on words, you know? Right. Um, and this is like truly, I mean, last week and uh, let's see, the Where Have All the Children Gone week was uh, in episode six, which was a really dark, spooky theme about children getting abducted. <laughs> and yeah. from then and also now and moving forward, we're going to see Abby equate Ookie Spooky with success. And that if the children can be creepy and have a lot of flexed feet and sharp angles and scared faces, then we'll win more often. Right. Now, my question to you as a, as a former drummer, were you, did you ever see in like the like indoor drumline circuit or, or like marching band competition when we, I mean, you're like way older than me, but like around the time that you and I were both, you know, sort of in high school together, there was a a period of like I feel like five seasons where everything was like asylum themed. Do you remember that? Yeah, and so it was weird. You're remembering correctly. Yeah, Thank you. it's it's like one per like one group did it. 
and then and everybody it, and a did lot it. of people were like oh that was some cool. like dci drum corps international person maybe group yeah. did it and then it just trickled down to the high schools where we went and yeah things kind of like come and go in waves it was in the weird and i arts. feel like it was this time because this was 2011 yeah so it was around this time that would have been after i was in high school well but around totally date myself around the time. <laughs> if hey if you don't date yourself who else is going to not you know what that I mean? guy on tinder it's it, how dare you it was not <laughs> tinder not like you i'm not on tinder yet. because i'm scared um anyway not important <laughs> Um, but it's like that same thing. Like all she wants to do is be creepy and everything is creepy. And for whatever reason, that's, and like, this was also like the height of Kesha too. And Kesha, when she was first like coming out on the scene, as it were, she was very creepy, you know, like her, her whole, very like edgy. Yeah. And so it was anyway, so we're going to see this a lot. Now we're moving into four days until the competition. Now we're working on the group number. And Abby is assigning sin to the children, which I is, was, we love to see it, I guess. I was so <laughs> nervous during this part. I was worried that, like, she doesn't have boundaries. Uh, very true. And so, I like, what is she going to make a kid do? No, I no, I feel you. But By, she, it's really not that bad. It's like emotion. Yeah. It's not great. She makes... We, she Sorry. makes Brooke sloth because she says Brooke is lazy, so that's bad. Yeah. Brooke is also 13. Name one. Like, do you know any 13-year-olds who aren't lazy? Who are just, like, super go-getter. Yeah, they're like, oh, the gee. No, they're wow. all lazy. They're 13. Um, Paige is going to be gluttony, and Paige's immediate response is, is that the one that's fat? And that shattered my heart because Paige. Oh, I didn't even hear that. I was writing. Like Paige this. is an eight, nine year old girl. Yeah. And that's already has learned. already learned that fat is bad. Right. So. Yeah. Kathy yeah. is like, I don't really or by Kathy. I mean, Kelly, geez, we don't see Kathy. Kathy peaced out. Kelly doesn't like the labels. She says she thinks it's kind of, she says that she thinks it's Abby's last attempt to like slam dunk on the kids. Yes. And so she's like, we don't really need these labels. Like, this is dumb. Um, and uh, Abby gives Nia greed. And Dr. Holly is like, she She says she is the antithesis of greed. That Nia is not a selfish child. And she's not. Based on what we've seen, right. she's not a selfish child. Yeah, I think, yeah, this was just a weird way to, like, find, to find, like, a, a partially disguised way of yeah. like kind of talking crap to the kids. And yeah. I, <sighs> it was weird. Maddie is some sort of combination of like anger or. Um, it, well, it's wrath. Yeah. Yeah. Wrath. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah but she just calls it anger. It wrathful anger. Like rage, rageful or something. Yeah. Like something that. like that. And then Chloe is envy. And I said, that's a little on the nose, GF. Like yeah, that. Like, we, we get it. Okay. And Christy does exactly what you did, where she just kind of rolls her eyes and was like, yeah, whatever. So they're working on this, and a Vegas showgirl, a former, former Vegas showgirl, oh my goodness, former Vegas showgirl shows up. Her name is Liz Lieberman, and she gives an acting class to the children about how to stand and how to move and how like to stick your arms out and walk like a showgirl. And this and, was cool. And the girls seem to be really liking it. They like they really think it's cool. It. Um Chloe says you have to walk like a giraffe. She said you have to stick your neck out and you have to walk really tall like a giraffe. Yeah, she's so that, cute. That really cracked me up. I love her. 
Yeah. Um, and then she pulls out this like trunk of like old like headdresses and yeah, just and the girls are just eating it up. It's ridiculous. Um, she does talk about how she used to have to work topless, which I didn't love. That came out of nowhere. I, I don't feel like the girls even knew what she was saying. Yeah, they're wearing feathers and diamonds. They're not. And topless, really? they don't really know what that means. Maybe Brooke uh, yeah, at 13. Yeah, I was going to say, she's like, like 13. She might know what that, the internet exists. I don't know. Uh, at 20, it's 2011. It's a slow internet. Oh, that's a really good point. I forgot. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I don't feel like I need to comment on that. It's not it's really just, my place. It's kind of gross. And I even Abby, but... even Abby is uncomfortable. And Abby's like, Liz, that's a lot. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's like, okay, girl. But then she stops. And she just, I think, just says it. And then it gets to a place where she has said it. She said the comment and now she has to finish talking about it so she can stop talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Melissa says, she says that if Maddie came to her and said she wanted to perform topless, she would lock her in her room and throw away the key. And I said, Melissa, hopefully by the time she's able to consent to performing topless, she will not be in a place where you can lock her in her room. Yeah. What? Yeah. That was just a very strange comment. Well, like, yeah, she's obviously going to be a child when she says that. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah, this well, is an idiot. Well, it's because there's the stigma around anything involving any sort of sexuality and being paid for it. Well, no, no, no. What I'm I'm saying that the the performing topless idea is she that in this hypothetical scenario that Maddie would want to do that at the same age as it being appropriate for Melissa to lock her in her room. Right. That's the disconnect for her to be like, well, I'm not because she wouldn't be an adult in this hypothetical situation. I'm not going to talk to her. Well, yeah, she'll be a child and I'll lock her in her room. I don't know. It's just like, well, but even, yeah, but the, the, the point like this comes from her, like, uh, disgust of anyone who would work that way. Totally. Even as an adult. Totally. Like no daughter of mine is ever going to be blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever. It's just an uncomfy moment that they, just kind of gloss over. I think that I mean, the guest just says it and doesn't, she's just not thinking about what she says. Yeah, I think so too. So then Christy and Kelly go to hang out and Kelly, Christy has just picked up Chloe's costume from like an alterations person. Mm-hmm. And she's, Oh, do you want to see it? And she pulls out the costume and Kelly's like, I haven't seen Paige's costume. I don't, or, I don't, or Brooks at this point either. She's like, I don't know what either of my girls costumes look like. Right. And so she's like, you know, we're setting up the, the dominoes to knock them down later. Right. And the setup right now is that Kelly doesn't know what her daughter's costumes look like, which is unsurprising. Now, when I'm Supreme Overlord of the universe, in addition to the other things that I think should be outlawed, like the word wifey, (laughs) if you say, when I'm Supreme Overlord, listen to this, dear listeners, when I'm Supreme Overlord of the universe, if you unironically say or use the word wifey or hubby, no, hubby's uh, fine. Wifey. What? Okay. You owe me a handwritten apology <laughs> and $5,000 of cash. That's the penalty. That's, I think that's fair. That's if fair you price. are, if you um, gaslight a woman and you're a man, you owe me $5,000 in cash and you lose your privileges to speak to women for a month. Oh, that's good. You can yeah. only talk to other men. A fate worse than death. <laughs> Another rule I'm adding. You cannot eat cupcakes with a fork. Cupcakes are the great equalizer. Everyone oh looks stupid eating a cupcake. Right. You, 
you have to look dumb together. No, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, okay, that's yeah. the purpose. Everyone's going to get icing up their nose. That's the purpose. We all up cupcakes. Yeah. Okay. Like, cupcakes, I got it sideways. Cupcakes are the great equalizer. That's fair. Okay. So the, eating cupcakes the fuck is stupid. Makes me mad. I don't like that. Just eat a cupcake. So we leave Christy and Kelly having cupcakes and we go to Chloe's solo rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's having like this moment of like, I don't really appreciate when people compare me to Maddie because I think we're really different, which I just hate that she, her brain is just already there as a 10 year old of well, like, yeah, it, I don't know. It just makes me sad. Yeah. It gets brought up a lot. And how, like as a kid, like she's clearly like good and she's yeah. competitive and there just happens to be this future world-class dancer yeah, right next to her in the same class. It's just such a bummer. I don't know. Yeah. It really sucks that her brain goes there. Yeah. That like, it's not like, she I did great en- today. Yeah, it's just, she can't like, just enjoy it. Yeah. Or she can't even like just be tired. You know what I mean? Like, especially in the world of the arts, like being tired and resting is uh, is weakness. Yes. And you should not rest. You should keep going. Every free moment you have should be dedicated to your discipline. Oh, yeah. And to just hear her always be talking about working harder or comparing herself or whatever, like she doesn't have time or space for anything else. It's just very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I said, Chloe is so sweet. It needs to be protected. And honestly, I stand by that. Yeah. She was featured a lot in this episode and Mm -hmm. she always put on what I would say is like, I hate that. I I don't want to use the term brave face, but she always looks like she's, it, it almost looks coached, which makes it even more sad. Yeah. But like how she's just like, you know what? Even if Maddie's better than me, I still had a blah, blah, you know, like. But I I think also it's dangerous. I think she's a, I mean, she's a child. She doesn't really understand the full scope of things the way we do because she's a child. Yeah, of course not. But yeah, it is. It's just sad to hear her say those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then we cut to all the moms being in a limo and I am here for it. I'm living. I love this scene. I was very, very excited for I this entire this. yeah for <laughs> it's this so episode. fun so they go to so they get in a limo and they go to a bar that is like frozen not frozen themed like let it go but frozen as in everything's ice it's it's called minus five minus five, minus five if a, you like to sponsor the podcast yeah not sponsored but could be they go to minus five if, if that's even still open it is <laughs> it is yeah oh dang minus five this could be sponsored um yeah so they're going they're headed there they're very excited they're screaming they're like wine mom speaking and it's like a whole thing um the children are with abby and they're getting ice cream but they're getting ice cream at like a really fancy place because the ice cream comes out in like oil drums (laughs) it is huge they're like glass goblets of ice cream yeah it's crazy like all the fixings like one of those that you could pour like four bottles of wine into like they're huge they're huge and they're just like living their truth and it's so sweet because abby like all the kids sit down and Abby's like, do you guys know why there's only spoons on the table? And Paige and Chloe go ice cream. And she goes, it's, we're getting ice cream. And Paige and Chloe both go, yes. And they're yeah. just so excited. The little kids getting ice cream. It's so sweet. Yeah. Um. So we get kind of this like back and forth between ice cream with the kids and Abby and minus five with the moms. And mo- the moms have like these coats and these like hats and they're getting 
so drunk and it's cracking me up doing shot skis and stuff they're doing shot skis they're doing uh there's a lot of high-pitched female voice happening which is you know not i'm not saying that's a bad thing that's just what's happening and then kelly sees an ice sculpture that looks like <laughs> boobs yes and they're standing there drunkenly trying to figure out out of the squad whose boobs does that look like well and they said immediately that it was uh what's her name <laughs> Uh, is it Melissa? What was her name? I don't. I don't remember. I was furiously typing. Oh God! Describe her. Whose mom is she? Long. I, come on. I don't know. Might be Maddie's mom. Longer hair. There's like a blonde streak. That's yeah, Melissa. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah, Melissa. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah. yeah they. I thought they she's said also the most like inappropriate of the moms. Right. They yeah. said like uh, uh, Kel, I think Kelly. Turned, yeah. she was like, "Oh, those are you. I've seen you I've naked." Seen, and, oh my gosh, that is my favorite thing that is said all episode. Is this like, <laughs> this like female moment of someone saying something about someone else's body, and the other one being like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, you've seen me naked." And it's yeah. like, wait, 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 wait. In what context? You know what I mean? Like they just immediately gloss over like oh, a backstory, and they're like, "Nope, it can't be this because that one time we robbed a bank together." And you're like, "Wait, hold on." Huh? What? Stop. What are you talking Rewind. about? Rewind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it, they're just so that. like bonded. I don't know. It just made me happy. Um, also, while the kids are eating ice cream, Abby like uses it as a chance to lecture them about their moms, which I did not enjoy. And Chloe is like, sometimes Miss Abby just talks about art. She just talks, talks and, and talks. talks, talks. <laughs> it's so sweet. And, you know, Abby's just like saying a bunch of stuff for the camera, and the kids are, you know, like, Neck face, deep in ice cream, and they're like, whatever. Yeah, face <laughs> whatever, deep in ice cream. Abby. They do not care. They don't care. No. Um, so now we have two days until the competition. Paige, we're now seeing Paige's solo rehearsal. She's using some sort of chair for something. And Abby says that the goal is for any of her girls, for any of her girls to have 20 points between their her girl and the next, which is I really hope that that is a hyperbole it's, because yeah. That is impossible because as we have seen a lot of times, the only thing that separates first from second is half a point. So, yeah, but I mean, you never know. Abby's crazy. Yeah. So then I'm going to let you take the lead on this one killer. Then we, because this is something that you can relate to. Um, A bunch of white guys hitting on some moms at a pool. All right. Let me explain something to you. Uh, Lay Uh, it on me, brother. (laughs) I, the thought of approaching women in actually, general. actually terrifies me. <laughs> like you're so full of shit. No, I'm not. I'm not going up to strange women. Strange women. Like, like strange to like they are strangers. Mm-hmm. Going like approaching women with the intent of of hitting on them. I don't know what to do. What do you say? Like, I have no I'm, idea. Never hit on nice a woman weather, before, so I don't. Nice know. weather we're having. They're like cool. Like oh, you come here often? No, it's Vegas. No one goes there. No, often. Obviously, so the answer is no. Thing. Yeah, I, whatever. How many and times have you been to Vegas? These do. I have been to Vegas once. Uh, Only once. Yes. Oh. Okay. Anyway, so the dude bros, they they this struck me as, first of all, the pool is empty <laughs> except for the four dance moms and these three dude bros. I don't know what time of year it is, but it's gorgeous outside. It's probably the summer because none of the, because they're on like a tour. So the girls can't be in school right now. It has to be summer break. Right. There is genuinely zero chance that a Las Vegas pool in the middle of the afternoon is empty. Is empty. Yeah. So they've 
cleared the pool. Totally. And they found these three morons. Like, hey, you guys are uh, ripped and dumb. Come over here. And they're like, okay. Okay. Once drinking a martini poolside, he's in the pool with a glass martini. Well, also the the chairs that the moms are sitting in are also like halfway in the water. That's actually a thing. Is it okay? Yeah. It just looked weird. It looked it's, like the so tide you, was coming in, but it was yeah, from the pool. Yeah, it's so you can like you can tan and be recumbent, but not sure. fully immerse yourself in the water, but not be totally sure dry and sweaty. It is a thing. I love those chairs actually. Uh, anyway, so the dude bros got picked from wherever. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get their modeling careers going or it whatever. Is. But they were like fed. I don't. There's no possible chance that people are this dumb. But you're gonna correct me as you should. That yes, so many men are this dumb. But like the the pickup lines that they attempt to use were just crazy. What they said, Doctor Holly. You, I laughed out loud. For a while, yes. when they found out, you know, like the other moms are telling, like, "Oh, Doctor Holly, tell them how many degrees." Because they're you laying have. it on thick with Holly specifically. Yes. Yeah, and she's like, "I have a bachelor's, a master's, and, and a doctorate, doctorate, which is more she's education like, than those three guys have ever had together." Yeah, yeah exactly. And she just like very plainly says, "Like, okay, I have these degrees." And uh, one of the guys says, "Wow, your neck must hurt. I'm holding up that big old brain all day. I lost it." I absolutely lost it. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And that's so funny. That's funny. Like if a guy said that to you, that's funny. I would at least laugh. Yes. So also before the dudes like show up, um, someone talks to Christy and says something about her starting a fight with Abby or like getting into a conversation with Abby and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And someone says, well, Abby's afraid of you. And Christy, says something that resonates very very intensely with i think most women in general where she says she's afraid of me because i'm right and that's the tea honestly most especially with women and i am aware that abby is also a woman but any sort of conflict with a woman whether that's from a woman or a non-woman either way most people are afraid to fight women because women are usually right do you know what i mean i know exactly like, what you mean people don't want to christy doesn't uh no let me back up let me form a full sentence abby doesn't want to step to christy because she knows she's right christy later on in this episode will go start a fight with abby but in the end christy is still right abby's not abby by the book is not engaging in a fight she's just shutting her down and stonewalling her that's not fighting right she knows she couldn't win a fight with christy because christy's right i think she's also Dang. so arrogant to believe that Christy doesn't even deserve a fight. She, yeah, she's it's just, just like, like, no, 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 go it. Her, she yeah. shoes her away. Yeah. So gross. Um, also, these men say that they're dancers at Peep Show, and Melissa says she didn't want it. Well, they're they're dancers. She says that that Melissa says she didn't want to go, and I said, Melissa, you're a snooze. Are you kidding me? You mean to look me in the eye and tell me that if all of your gal pals were going to see going to see Peep Show, you wouldn't go with them? That's lame. That's boring. The kids are getting ice cream with Abby. Go have fun with your friends. This sure. is stupid. Yeah. One of them swearing with Holly. It's great. Holly is not down. No. <laughs> She's like, you can shut up. She is. That's Dr. Holly to you. And then uh, Christy's like, well, did she tell you that she got her doctorate from Penn? And one of them's like, you mean those guys that make the tennis balls? That again <laughs> is so funny. That is so funny. Ugh. The makings of himbos. Uh, yeah. So close, but they're not there. 
Your cat is, My cat is chasing her tail. her tail. She is doing very tight spins. Oh, Go off, queen. Oh, she almost got it. She have it? Yeah, so she gets it, then she bites it, and then she realizes it's attached to her. You're killing it, queen. Great, great. Um, now we have one day until the competition. We're seeing Brooke solo Gianna, who is the um, Abby's choreographer assistant. She's telling Brooke that if her shoulder pops out, we'll just pop it back in. Which is, you know, obviously very upsetting. And Brooke says, not performing is not an option. Womp womp, very sad. That I mean, is... there's nothing to say about that that hasn't already been said on right. these episodes. But, like, again, the narrative of teaching girls not to listen to their bodies. Pain is uh, something that is optional, right? You can choose to not pay attention to pain. Bad I stuff. Like, I, I played weird flags, but I played several sports growing up. And that was always the thing with us, too. It was just like... yeah. Now, if you're hurt, you pain. rub some dirt on it or oh, yeah, whatever. Totally. Yeah. It's so weird. It's not as bad as you think it is. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Christy and Chloe are just hanging out in what I'm guessing is their hotel room. I don't, we don't really know where we where they are. Um, Christy is saying all the right things to Chloe about how great she is, and I'm crying. I was dead. Yeah. So she, sweet. Oh my God. Vic, she actually said some like real I don't I wish I'd written some of it down, but like I, I wrote, Christy gives great motivational talk to Chloe, tears. Christy, in this moment, does something that someone uh, someone that I work with recently did for me that was very, like, emotional. So I had a very bad day at work. I have very bad days at work pretty constantly at this point in my life. Um, like, at least a couple a week. Dang. And, yeah. And last, not this week that is just wrapping up, but the week before, um... I had a day where I left the place where I work just sobbing because I hate my job and it's awful. And I do at this moment in time. I, I do. Um, I haven't always, but I do right now. And I had someone in my place of work say that they were hoping that they could be the reason why I quit. That this person said that their goal before, uh, you know, before long is again, their goal is to make me quit. That they're going to be so insufferable to me that they're going to make me quit in the middle of the day. So I'm out of the building at this point. I left at, you know, I left, if you're my boss and you're listening, no, you didn't. Um, uh, I left like 15 minutes early because I can. And I peaced out. And my best friend, who also works with me, overheard this person say that and ripped them a new one in front of their peers in front of God, Jesus, and everybody in, in the place where we work. And to me, and I think Christy's doing this too, because Christy talks to Chloe and then Christy goes to pick a fight with Abby away from Chloe. Can you chill out just for a second? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Christy does this thing where she talks to Chloe, has a very lovely conversation with Chloe. And then when Chloe's like in bed or she's like in the shower or whatever, she says, Hey, I'll be right back. Mask, Game face. Dude. And, and especially for I'm an Enneagram type eight, um, especially as an eight, someone in my absence riding into battle for me is like, it is, that's where it's at. And that's what she does in this moment is like, she talks to her. She says all the nice mom things to her. And it's like, that's great. I love you so much. You know what? I'll be right back. Um, if I come back and I have blood all over me, we're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just wine. I'll be right back. And she goes and she rips Abby a new one. And like, that's it. To me as a person, I know this is not the way it is for everybody. Some people are very stressed out by confrontation. I cannot relate. Um, but 
doing doing that in the place of someone who cannot for whatever reason do it for themselves like chloe cannot stand up to abby she can't she's a child so christy um intervening for her the chef's kiss of parenting i love her she did yeah she literally said i promise to protect you she did the little thank you promise thing dude it was was like a very like gentle sweet motherly moment and then she went mama bear she's like and then on abby that hotel room down there is gonna be a crime scene be right (laughs) back um so christy goes to pick a fight and abby says that her showing up to her door is rude and i said how she knocked she knocked on the door answer or don't let her in yeah she's like this is rude how she's knocking on it she's not like like beating down the door or like calling you or yelling she's just knocking on your door to see if you want to talk yeah so whatever Uh, again she doesn't know how to fight with anybody no um abby says that christy is rude arrogant and clueless that is which i think i think christy can sometimes be a little rude but I don't think she's arrogant or clueless. I think a lot of the people she's on not the show clueless. can be kind of rude, but she's definitely not clueless. Oh she's also God. not, I don't think she's like arrogant. I think Abby is the most arrogant person. Yeah. She has like, and that's what I wrote down that she's projecting. Oh, very she's much so. She's projecting. She's on the attack. She's not even like trying to defend. She like, she hears Christy's tone mm-hmm. and is just like, hi, I don't like how you talk to my daughter. And then Abby just immediately starts attacking her. She yeah. just immediately goes on the offensive because yeah. she cannot hear. She doesn't understand criticism. No. She will not hear it. She, that's not even real to her. And she says to Christy, I owe you nothing, which is not true. She is paying for a service. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Abby has to explain to her her teaching methodology. No. But if Christy is not happy with the service, you should at least explain to her why it's going down the way it's going down, if nothing else. At but she's not explaining. Least. She's just being like, nope, I don't want to talk about it. You're yeah. annoying. Go away. She's not even taking a minute to say, this is why I am providing the service the way that I am. There's none of. There's no logical thread in these kinds of moments. And yeah. also, I, as an Enneagram type 8, I get into fights with people all the time. I'm a, a naturally, I'm not as, I'm not as annoying as I used to be, but I don't think you're annoying. Thank you. I, I understand being in a place of natural, a natural proclivity towards confrontation. Yes. If you want to fight, let's go. Literally, let's go. I get that. I see that in Abby. I feel that I, I see it. But in my experience, when people are re- repeatedly coming to you to fight about the same thing maybe you want to take a clue and you maybe want to look inward a little bit you know what i mean it's not like every time a mom comes to her it's a different issue right they're basically coming to her every time about the same thing and it's about their kid yeah abby you need to get a grip get a grip figure out what's what is going on and i also don't think that the reason why abby is not warm to the children is because she's not a mom i don't think that that has anything to do with anything i agree but i do think that if your customers are coming to you with the same issue you should fix the issue yeah i would agree i don't know that's just i mean what do i know that's just me but whatever i especially did not enjoy when she said that christy was jealous of yes are you kidding me that how insulting and she says are you not jealous of maddie she says everybody wants to be like maddie 
I want to be like Maddie. That's super weird. And it's like, that's it. That is the thesis of this whole show. Yeah. Is Abby Lee Miller wanting to be an eight-year-old successful dancer. Yeah. Everybody can pack it up, go home. Thank you and have a good night. And the, 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 the weirdest part is like that right there admitting that like you just lost. You just showed your entire That is hand. a self-own. Yeah. <laughs> like, for, that yeah is first rough. of all, yeah, get a grip. Get but a also grip. the fact that Christy was like like she still was able to like keep a relatively level head through yes. all this was mind-blowing. Like that she didn't just go full dude, I was sitting here on the couch about to shriek. Yeah. Because I'm like, how Shriek. no jealous of an eight year old? Are you nuts? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. And she's and then she like got a very even she, you could almost see like the breath she took. She was like, uh-huh. I just really want she knows. I yep. just want uh I just yeah, want you we to talked be kind. about this that other time. Yeah. She's like, I just want you to be kind with kids. I just want you to be a little that's, she's less like, that's meaner the, or yeah, however, she's yeah. like, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And she just got right back to it, like super I guess professional, I super level headed. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Very akin to when Abby tried to gaslight or what or rile up Dr. Mm-hmm. Holly a couple mm-hmm. episodes totally. that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Same thing. It's the same thing. Absolutely. And that way you're the bad guy. Yeah. And Christy, it cuts to Christy's interview in the hallway and she's crying. And she says, The tears I'm crying are not tears of sadness, they're tears of anger and frustration. And I listen, I have two flaws. I have two. The first flaw I have is that I think Jake Paul is hot. The second flaw I have, we've talked about this. The second flaw I've had is that I cry when I get angry. Right. I feel you, girl. In this moment of like, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I am bubbling over with anger and rage and frustration. Yeah, I I feel you, girly. I feel you. Um, Awesome. Abby says, well, first she says, I didn't say I didn't like you. I said I can't stand you, which, yikes. Yeah. Abby also uses a lot of verbiage that manipulative men in my life have used to me to say, well, she's, she's having a breakdown or she's just being really emotional. Yeah. She's really good. And I said, is she a man? (laughs) Like, is she, is she an abusive boyfriend? Because that's what that language is to women to be like, she's just, and I, Oh my gosh, if I had a nickel for every time a man in my life told me I was being too emotional, I would have like a million nickels. It, I would have an upsetting amount of nickels. You know what I mean? Yes. And, or she's she's having a breakdown. Have you ever heard anybody refer to a man having a breakdown? No. No. It's mainly women. Right. Because breaking, right? There's like this break. It's fragile. Because she's so fragile. She's having a breakdown. Women. Sure. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, <sighs> I hate it. I don't it. remember exactly. I hate it. <laughs> what she said because I was scribbling furiously about the beginning something else yeah well the rest of the conversation uh but yeah that that really it, it's it's a it's just a way it's a tool to invalidate yeah any she's just emotional any opinion that christy has that's it that's you're done yeah no yeah. you're just being you're being emotional therefore your opinion is Isn't, not based in reality well, therefore i don't have to take it seriously Just a long dejected sigh. That's yeah. All I have for that. That's about right. Okay, now we're at the competition. It's the day of the show. The group is like getting ready. It's pretty anticlimactic. They do. Oh my god. Oh my god. She's so man. fast. She's got the zoomies, man. I'm telling you. Um, 
the group's getting ready to go out. I they start performing. I hate this music. This copyright free music is you is awful. <laughs> She's got the zoomies, she man. Was literally, I know. Like <laughs> she a, does it to me all the time, like a parrot. <laughs> the best is when I'm in bed and she has the zoomies. She'll jump oh up God. and she'll sit because I'm a side sleeper because I'm a weirdo. I and also am a side sleeper. She'll Don't sit on my like hip bone and just. That's stare it just hilarious. stare lasers into my soul it's oh, ridiculous God, she's so funny yeah she's really she's really worked up over there um so yeah i hate the music <laughs> it's trash um chloe says that she thinks that they did well as a group and she says also personally i think i did really well I'll yeah like, that's go great. off queen good yeah. for you uh however the group places seventh <laughs> I wonder out nice. of how many, because it looked yeah. like a fairly big competition oh, yeah. in Vegas. Oh, if they yeah. play seventh out of, I don't know, a hundred, that's awesome. Right. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, and then we're in, we go back to the dressing room and we get just like a second of Nia practicing because she has a solo this week. And Abby tells her to samba, S-A-M-B-A, samba around the room, which is a Latinx dance term. And she's wearing a very racially stereotypical, like puffy sleeve dance costume. Why? Just why? It... I wrote why? in my notes that Nia gets Latin jazz or something similar. I, I'm not that educated. Uh, and I put in parentheses, of course, another quote unquote cultural. I don't want to use the term ethnic. I hate it. I just did. Yeah, it's just Abby. I hate it, dude. I she's hate just it. do it's so on purpose. Yeah. And out in the open. <sighs> and I'm I'm shot. I don't know. I can't believe Dr. Holly went along with it. Well, she may not have, and they just cut it That's out. That's a really good point. Thank you. A, okay. <laughs> I it don't is. know, man. No, I, I mean, who knows? Especially who since knows? they just did it two episodes ago. They don't want to like, oh, this again. They're like, I guess. Ugh, yeah, who knows, man? But it was just and we just got just a second of it and then yes. it was gone it was awful um then we see that Paige's costume is too big or costume ugh, as kelly says which i hate that With she says sh costume costume it's an sht costume costume i hate it <laughs> um costume is too big and abby says she hadn't even taken it out of the bag so she didn't even know what it looked like and i she says it almost in defense of her not knowing what it looked like, but that is not what you think yeah, it like, is. Another is, cell phone. Yeah, this is your studio. I this didn't, is I didn't know what it looked your like. fault. Yeah, I didn't know what it looked like. I hadn't even taken it out of the bag. Not the flex you think it is, but well, she's, yeah, go she's off. attempting to absolve herself of blame. <laughs> totally. Not realizing that, oh, you don't have control over what goes on in your studio with your dancers. That's, That's interesting. Weird. Huh, how about that? So Abby tells Kelly, she was like, oh, I think we need a headpiece. So she's like, make something. And she's like, she goes on in 15 minutes. I can't just make something right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my question, and Holly is like, I agree. I agree. Because Kelly's like, you know, my daughter never gets good costume costumes. She's always figuring out her costume way later than everybody else. And we just don't get the same treatment as everybody else. And, and she says, my daughter deserves to know what she's going to wear when she goes on stage before, right before she goes on stage. And right. Holly's like, I agree. I agree. Queen Holly, Dr. Holly in the background being like, I agree. Supporting her fellow mom. Women supporting women. I'm telling you. Um, my question is, how can we be proactive about this next time? 
Because obviously, Abby doesn't care what your kid wears on stage. And this is not the first time this has happened. And I'm not, what I'm not doing is blaming Kelly for this. It's absolutely Abby's fault. Right. I also think that there's a way that Kelly can avoid this going forward. She can bully Abby day one. When Maddie has a costume, where's mine? Where's Paige's? And be either be on her or, as they talk about later, she can start to make her own. Because I, there's there has to be a, a better way than just hoping it works out next time. But yeah. maybe not. Who knows? I don't know enough about the costuming process and what goes into that. So I don't know a better solution. Yeah, I don't know. That's frankly. just a question I have. Yeah. Um. Also, Kelly drops the F word. Yeah. That not the was slur, something. but the F word. And... Abby, I love that she always looks so scandalized. <gasps> she's like clutching the pearls whenever a mom swears, and she's like in front of the children. Like, yeah, Abby, well, get a grip. <laughs> like, come on, all girl. The horrible, like deeply personally insulting things that she says about. She's like not the f word or to yeah the kids or parents. She's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my goodness, a four letter word. <gasps> yeah. How could you? Ridiculous. It's it's just so funny to me. Um, and then. So Kelly says, like, well, if she's going to look stupid and the costume's too big or she doesn't have something to wear, we should just pull the number because it's not she's not going to look good. She's not going to feel comfortable. She's not going to do well. Just pull the number. Yeah. And I don't know if if costuming goes into like judges grading. I imagine it might. It does. It just depends on the like it just depends on the weight of the of the competition. I suppose. You know what I mean? Like different competitions weigh them differently. So it could. I mean, who knows? But. But Abby asks Paige if that's what Paige wants. And I have, what's the goal with that question? Do you want her to have a breakdown? Is that where we're headed? Where you want her to get so emotional and so in a fit, the way that you can get Christy into a fit, that she has a break? Like, what is your goal by asking her those questions? Well, she's intentionally asking an eight-year-old because she wants to put the kid in the middle. Yeah. She doesn't want to argue with, with Ugh, Kelly. So because I again, because maybe she knows she's right, and she just wants to put the kid in the middle and like, well, let's leave it up to her. An eight-year-old. Yeah, Abby has this really weird conversation in the hallway with her too about like I haven't pulled a number in a really long time. You're really gonna make me do this? And Paige is like, I'm eight. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, like after <laughs> she's already made the decision in front of her mom, Abby tries to get her to change yeah, her mind. That's in the manipulative ho- she tries to as- isolate her. It's yeah, so gross. That's manipulative as hell. But Kelly comes back and Kelly's like, what are you doing? And Kelly comes to get her kid. She knew. And I wish that they wouldn't argue in front of the children, but it's well, better yeah. to have that happen than Abby be alone manipulating a child. Well, and she gets to see her mom defending her. Also true. So there's that. Also true. And then. Then Abby says something else where she says other people would kill for the attention that I shower on page. And I said, dang, surely is a man because other you, other people would be glad to have the attention yeah, I give you. Other women would love to have dude, everything that I give them. Yeah. yeah. Dude. P- women identifying people, listeners, raise your hand. If you've ever had a gross man say that to you. Great. I'm sure all of us are raising our hands right now. Other other women, other girls would kill for me to talk to them the way I'm talking to you. You should be thankful. Get a grip. Yeah, Get a grip. I, yeah. Disgusting. I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's just like Abby is just such like 
such an immense manipulator. It just it, it's it's every word out of her mouth. And she's not even good at it either. She's just screaming at people. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what do yeah. you think you're getting with that? It's so annoying. Yeah, it's just very obvious, and it's it's just ugly. That's yeah. like the whole thing. That's we in the South say, Ugh. like, oh, God don't like ugly. Or, no, or no, it's true. She's acting ugly. That's yes. what that is. It's yeah. so gross. Yeah. Um, and then Brooke is also trying to get ready. And she talks about Circus Olay <laughs> and I the Circus Olay people <laughs> coming. Um, Brooke does a handstand in the wings and like she's been having some shoulder problems, but like we're barely talking about them. Um, and she, you know, is afraid it's going to get worse. You know, whatever. She goes on even with this like weird shoulder thing happening. And I and I have in my notes, you want to talk about sinful? This costume. <laughs> the butterfly gross white thing she's wearing is ugly as sin i hated it so yeah i think yeah. it's attempting to play into like we're in vegas everything is glittering well and her and her theme is metamorphosis so she was supposed to be a butterfly right but she did not look like a butterfly she looked like a nightmare it was awful i did it, not enjoy yeah yeah i don't have a lot to say about it it was yeah. great <laughs> yeah. gross um and then abby's like i'm proud of brooke for dancing through the pain and ignoring her body go brooke pop off yeah, further supporting Great. the exact wrong kind of behavior. So then we have Chloe and she dances and Christy has these little, I don't know if you saw this, but she has little like kissy marks on her I face saw, yeah. from Chloe. And I was like, oh my God, she's so cute. Um, Chloe is cute and I love her so much. I have that in my notes like 15 times. I would ride into battle for that child. Yeah, she was great in this. This episode <sighs> was very like her focus. She's so sweet. Yeah, she's great. Um. Then we get to the solo awards. Brooke gets third, and Chloe doesn't even place. Good for Brooke. Good for Brooke. Very good for Brooke. I'm sure no one's going to talk about it because we're all going to be focusing on Chloe, which right. is a bummer for Brooke. But yeah, it, it like her shoulder popped out. You could literally see it in the. There's middle a of moment her dance. where she is like, "Ooh, that doesn't during, feel good." Well, you could it, like during her handstand, during mm -hmm. her performance or whatever, she was like bending like, and then you could see yeah. her shoulder pops yeah it that was, not was good. i couldn't believe and then she like just finished the dance yeah, super gracefully like, with okay. a smile on her face and that was I, that was remarkable yeah that's um, after her totally she abby's like well this is just proof that maddie's better than chloe she says i'm disappointed i'm disappointed in all of you i wish this never happened 9 a.m tomorrow we're having classes new choreography we're going to la in a week i'm over it goodbye yeah she says quote my name is attached to this like, was it attached to this when the costumes were not correct that you never looked at? Or Great question. Or, hmm, curious. Dang. So that's that episode. It ends pretty, I don't know, it's kind of sad. Not for Abby. I, you know, Abby is whatever. I just hate it for the children. Because they were having a really good time in Vegas at the beginning when they were getting ice cream. Oh, yeah. Meeting fun. a showgirl. But then, like, the competition was just awful. The whole... That made me sad. Yeah. I I've been a part of a lot of like competitive things, mm -hmm. um, both in like sports and in the performing arts with music and everything. Mm -hmm. And I, so I've, I've got a lot of experience with like coaches and teachers and, and, and also being one, mm -hmm. uh, I have never seen a person behave how Abby behaves uh -uh. and I'll like, I'll note that. Okay. It's edited for TV. First sure. of all, she's doing it for Second TV. Second of all, yeah. she's doing it. Like she's just playing up for TV, but I, I, I don't want this to sound like holier than thou, but I literally cannot imagine talking to a child how she talks to a child. No. I can't imagine like what would drive you 
to who hurt you i that's a who hurt you abby that's the who hurt you and she does make a comment about how her mom used to be nice to everybody except her Mm. i was like "Uh uh-uh we have we have something there to unpack but like let's explore that dang there are plenty of people who have terrible moms that are like fine people well i suck my mom also sucked but i (laughs) i know people that are great that had bad moms you know what i mean (laughs) i do in fact yes i don't know like who, it's just frustrating anybody who can't be held accountable for things is like you know what that was dumb i shouldn't have said that out loud i should have kept that one in my brain or that thought pattern i have is probably pretty problematic That's, i should stop who hurt you yes why can't yes. you reflect what's the what's the hold up there who hurt you not just oh i should have kept that thought to myself it like you said i need to adjust said, the way i think yeah. yeah i why do i think like that yeah, I like as as an instructor, like what like your goal is to get kids to be the best. And in order to do that, you need to foster passion for the activity. Yeah. What do you think is going to yield better results in terms of like a kid loving an activity? Do you think screaming at them or like pushing them, but also showing them a lot of like care and love and making them feel like special and that they matter mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. What do you think is going to yield better results? So controversial yet brave opinion. I think Abby would make an excellent football coach. Oh yeah. That her language, grown men. her language is sports oriented. Yeah. Be better power through the pain. Someone's always going to be better than you. Everyone's replaceable. That language, unfortunately, is mimicked in sports. It's it shouldn't be, but very, it's already there. Right. It's very cultural. But I yeah. So maybe this is like Stockholm syndrome or whatever. But yeah. like if you listen to a lot of like NFL players, they love coaches like that. It's so weird. It is kind of weird. Hmm, I but I, I think it's just like it's that very like stereotypically masculine whatever of like everything is pain and blah, blah, blah. I'm the toughest and, you know, all that nonsense yeah, I, don't, I don't like it it's just not effective i've like, never i never speak like that no i've, I've never th- known anyone to do that and it work out for them in the long term yeah, yeah. it might get like really quick results because like oh this guy's you know he's hardcore he's you know they're ready to go and so like for a little bit it might work but in the long term if you're looking for like really long-term success yeah. like truly developing people and a lot of people don't think of it like that also true they think of it as like how do I get you to like perform said dance move mm-hmm. the best right now? They're not yeah. thinking about like, are you going to love this 10 years from now? Like are, the you longevity. Gonna mm-hmm. are you going to want to put your kids in dance because of how great of a teacher I was, how great your experience was? No, no. Yeah. You're just ruining the art for them mm-hmm. by being that way, which is a real bummer. Yeah. Cause arts are great. Also true. Do you have any other thoughts about the episode that we didn't get to? Uh, I've exhausted my like weekly thought allowance. Mm-hmm. Like I can only think so much. So right. I'm just going to have to take like five days off. <laughs> of just not thinking. Well, lucky for you, it's Saturday. So that thought allowance will start over tomorrow. It but you on. didn't know that because. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> these are always a hoot. I really enjoy doing these with you. Yay. Eli, do you have a song that you think would make a good dance mom song that you would like to play for 
the audience. So yeah, the what uh, you got? The band and genre are not. If it's ska music, it's not ska. That'd be really funny, actually. Would it? <laughs> I could. I could play. Some, all right, so everybody, look up uh, "Superman" by Goldfinger. It's a terrible ska song, but it's a on terrible band name. Ew. Goldfinger. Ugh. I didn't come up with it. Don't look at me like the that. The way you say "finger" is weird. <laughs> Oldfanger. I don't like it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Superman by Goldfinger. If you Chris. don't know what ska music is, don't. it's that. Don't look it up. It's literally that. Listen <laughs> if to you've it. made it this far in your life without knowing what ska music is, do not look it up. Yeah, you're probably doing do all right. Do not do it. <laughs> you can listen to about 12. Hello? It's okay. You can keep Are that. we good? Okay. Uh, listen to it for about, like I don't know, 12 to 15 seconds, and you'll go, I totally understand what ska music is now, and then you can turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is not where I'm going. I'm going to go with, uh, this is called... Foam Born, it's version A, the backtrack, and is by is by a band called Between the Buried and Me. Now, Between the Buried and Me, wait, n- Between the what? Between the Buried and Me. A- okay, gotcha. Sorry, I didn't understand. Um, yeah, B U R I E D. Yeah. So they are a rather heavy metal band. Dang. So if you're not into that, don't listen to the rest of this album. It's from the Colors album, which really is a journey. If you like good drums and composition, you'll like them. Uh, but this is like the opening song, and it's like just two minutes long. And I think this would make a really good like duet piece. I think two mm-hmm. dancers mm-hmm. could really make this into some cool. I'll play a little snippet of it here. And then there's a oh, big, yeah. like, grand, and I'll leave you with that. Totally. Uh, but it goes into like a, it's like a build towards the actual album. But mm-hmm. I think there's also a little bit before that. But I think it's like really delicate and gentle, and then kind of builds into mm-hmm. uh, something a little more like powerful and robust. Um, I love that sure. whole album. If you like good drums, listen to Between the Barrier to Me. They're I awesome. I love that for you. Um, the song I picked, I don't know if this is a good song for a dance mom song, but I, I'm just going to play it because it's a cover of a song that's very famous. And it, to me, when I first heard the cover, I didn't know what it was a cover of until like you hear the words Ah. and then it's like, Oh, I know it. I love this song. Oh, I I like covers like that. I love, I've been listening to it all the time. delicious it is so good sammy ray r-a-e and the friends their songs are so good every single one of them is a banger i, I love it. it yeah that cover was great yeah are you kidding me oh my god yeah it's so like, oh it's so young good. dolly parton vibes from that scene, yeah actually. 
Yeah, it's so good. Um, Well, Mr. Eli. Oh, God. Thank you for doing this again. I appreciate it. I think you're one of the only people I don't have to actively bully to do this. (laughs) I don't have to, like, harass you. I was like, what are you doing this weekend? You're like, "Eh, nothing. I was like, okay, come over. You're like, okay. Yeah, I'm also such a crazy huge loser that Mm -hmm. you can say hey are you busy on insert given day here i'm like probably not (laughs) i love that i'm free um well and i'm also funny so you that is an added bonus you know what i mean the people i have to actively bully are like my sister who's like she gets an earful of me all the time yeah she's she's like no um and my friend caitlin who doesn't like dance moms because it stresses her out we did an episode a couple weeks ago and it really like it it like did a number on her oh don't get me wrong yeah this there are so many like i don't want to use the word like triggers but there's so many things with this show that i find appalling when when she's (laughs) legitimately upsetting (laughs) when abby says things it's like i have to take a nap after hearing that sentence yeah i need to go like hug my dog and like take a shower yeah Yeah, take a shower (laughs) yeah Yeah. i hate it every time she says Nick dances. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta hit the showers. That yeah, was disgusting. That's, that, well, that's enough for that for today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. Um, if you like this episode, you can rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend. If you are looking to reach out to um, a friend because you have a very exciting business opportunity, a part-time work for full-time pay opportunity and you would like to send them something that's non-threatening and then hook them into the mlm send them this episode first and then once they're like oh my gosh these people are so funny this host sounds really hot and really attractive i would never ghost her on a dating app you'd be like oh my gosh me either also have you ever thought about being a girl boss and then then you're in yeah you know done if you upper one percent of the pyramid if you want to contact someone about their car's extended warranty this yes! is a great way to do that as well absolutely the person who sent this to you wants you to know that they've been trying to contact you about your car's extended warranty <laughs> <laughs> i hate those phone calls dang like me too oh my god um all of my social media is in the end bumper there is a tiktok account coming soon Woo! but i have to wait until i am no longer at my current job to start one that's fair so that will happen imminently but it cannot happen right now <laughs> it will happen but not right now um leave if you have thoughts about this episode or about dance moms in general or you just want to say hey um you can at anchor.fm slash pyramid pod you can leave me a voicemail and i can play it in an episode so you can hear your own opinion and if you're anything like me and you love to hear the sound of your own voice that's the way to do it yay yay um i think that's it i think that's all the things um if you're an international listener or really any listener honestly who's feeling like the effect of like a geopolitical stressor um you are allowed to have all the feelings you are allowed to engage with those feelings in the way that is the most authentic to who you are as a person um and i hope that we have provided some giggles to keep your mind off of i don't know things that are i mean things that are stressful to me you know what i mean like i i like doing these podcasts because it helps me to not panic about things so i hope that that is happening in some aspect especially as like things in the world are tenser than they have been in the past um hope that we've provided like some form of escapism (laughs) from problems liza do you have anything else you want to add queen 
Just maybe a couple next, of slow blinks. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe next time will be the time. She got really close to you. She did. She, she was, was sniffing your jacket. Her. I'm excited. I think, I think it'll be. You're, laying the, you're playing the five, long game. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Within like five episodes of me being on it, yes. which that could be 20, 30 episodes for it's you. true. Yeah. Um, but I, I hope that by then <laughs> mm-hmm. we will make actual meaningful contact. I'm going to pet you, Liza. As soon as you let me. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or in an email to the pyramid podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.